Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, Kaylin Patterson, Midwest Muscle P4P Real Talk in your earlobe. And this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug free sponsorship foundation in all of the world. And if you, yes, you are a drug free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on, then a vehicle to drive your goals like what the Roy. Like a Mack truck through ice cream. Mm, sounds pretty good. Everything sounds good. Yeah. Sounds pretty tasty. But anywho, check us out at p4pbuckle.com and let's shit. Oh, stop it. Let's chit chat with a banter. <laughs> hello, Desiree. Hello. Hello, hello. You know, it's we've we've got an announcement to make, Kaylin Patterson. So okay. I feel like we just need to get it out there. And let's so, Listener Land, coming up. In the coming weeks, in October, we are going to start to transition to a uh, little bit of a different format. We are still going to be on Blog Talk Radio, but instead of coming through the Blog Talk airwaves to you twice a week, we are going to be on Blog Talk once a week and then on Facebook Live the second show of the week. So we're still we're still working through some details, working through some formatting uh, things and of the such. But uh, that's that's the, that's going to be the that's going to be the new normal for us. So um, we're going to keep reminding you guys over the weeks to come. But if you uh, if you haven't been paying attention and you're still not paying attention, <laughs> you're going to be looking for it on a Thursday. And we're not going to be on Blog Talk on Thursdays. Only Tuesday, and then we'll be on Facebook Live on Thursdays, and we'll be coming to you from the P for P Signature Series Facebook page, or we could be coming to you mm-hmm. from Midwest Muscle. So you guys have to keep your eye on your social mediums, as Kaylin Patterson likes to call them. Yes, you'll get. To and see uh, it. we will keep we will keep clarifying details as we get closer. Sounds good. Yep, Sounds that's all good. I have to say about that right now. Well, okay. Well, we'll, we'll, well I'm, I'm going to do an intro to the show before we bring our guest on, our wonderful guest. I think he can handle this topic uh, just as well as we can. As you guys are more than familiar, Des and I are very uh, active in our faith in, in Christ, and we do a lot of things with that understanding and that foundation. So it's of great concern that I've seen the dismantling of the word to basically fit a personal narrative or to fit something that is not uh, not in line with the word of God. I mean, there's, there's plenty of people that have gimmicks and shtakes and everything else but this one hurt more because it was coming from uh, a great number, a multitude of uh, self-described evangelicals, uh, I think a total of about 630. And what it's doing is it's trying to say that, well, it's basically changing the word of God to fit, you know, whatever narrative they're using for the time or the week and 
you know, one of the things that really hit me hard was that saying Jesus was no longer the son of God. He was basically just a good man that walked the earth. And that, and um, I, I tried to go back and, and get the, the link, but by the time I had done it, they realized I was on to them and they kind of dropped the, the, the link itself, the whole article. Um which is sad. I mean, I was only able to get the the very end. So I'll just read that, and then we'll, we'll start the show. It says, the findings of the survey were collected from 3,000 Americans, including uh, the evangelicals, and it prompted a call for more arduous modern study of Scripture. The things like these make like these from the state of theology can give us quite a shock, but they are shed light, they they also shed light on the concerns that many American Christians and churches have expressed for decades that uh, the culture around increases the culture around the church increasingly abandoned its moral compass. Professing professing evangelicals are sadly drifting away from God and God's absolute standard in Scripture. Uh, and so basically they're saying that, you know, a lot of the stuff needs to be reviewed. It's in error, and a lot of it is wrong and can't be used as canon because it's not acceptable in modern times. Um, I'm going to bring on our guest. Uh, Mr. Smiley, can you hear me? Uh, yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Were you able to hear uh, what I was talking about prior to bringing you up? Yeah, I, I just uh, just uh, we listened to it. There. I I did not see that link. That when did that come out? Recently? Yeah, it's uh, Saturday. I read it right before uh, finishing my my Sunday school lesson uh, Saturday, and I was uh, more than more than taken aback. I'll tell you for sure. Um, uh, Des, are you familiar with Mr. Smiley, or do we need to get an introduction? I think we should have an introduction. Yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. Uh, Smiley, can you uh, introduce yourself and uh, all your accreditations, please? Yeah, um, not all of them. That will take us a, a 30 minutes, but I'll just I'll a whole show. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, Smiley, uh, Elmore Jr., uh, doctor. Smiley, a doctor in Christian education. Uh, Pro pro uh, natural bodybuilder GBO and and I, I, IFPA uh, different ones a couple of organizations uh, play college football. Um, uh, we, my wife and I own a, a fitness gym here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I've uh, been in fitness for about twenty nine twenty nine and a half years right now, uh, going on fifty two fifty three years old, and uh, just just loving the Lord, loving Jesus Christ. And our, our catchphrase has been for years: witness through fitness. We use fitness to witness to other people. We, we find that. Through fitness results, they also translate into life results, and people can can get mm-hmm. a, a better body fat percentage, composition, uh, bigger arms, or smaller waist. We we equate that to using being good to our temple, the temple that God has given us, and and it's only one He's going to give us, right? So taking good care of it and and being good stewards of the of the temple that He's blessed us with, and being able to perform at the highest and represent Christ at the highest that that He He created us to to work represent as a as a purpose in our life. Amen to that. Well, you know, I was. It, it, it's sad with 
basically the I don't see it as a diminishing in, in church congregations. It sounds more like uh, desperation and filling the pews by any means necessary and then devaluing our Lord and Savior in the process. I, I'm very saddened that this is uh, happening. I know it's not new. I know this has been yeah. done for countless times, but uh, it's very surprising to hear this this surge that's being done to take away the value of of the word of God, which would be our Bible, and also the the power of God by saying that Jesus wasn't Jesus, just some guy, random good guy that walked the earth. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's, that's been around, like you say, it's been around for, for a while now. It's coming to the forefront now. I think that America and the world in general, we're, we're intrigued by mediocrity. You know what I'm saying? We're intrigued by the, the easy way out. And and Christ, our Lord and Savior, you know as well as I do, um, that, that Christ demands us to be our best. Like I say, he brought us for, for a great purpose in his life. And when we're, we're, not, we're struggling to, to, to be a, a wandering generality, I ask people, are you a wandering generality or meaningful, meaningful specific in your faith in Jesus Christ? You know, we don't want to be mm-hmm. like the world and be able to, we, we, we say a cuss word and, and, and do this, that, and other, then say Jesus Christ in the next sentence. You know, that doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? But that's, yeah. what, the, that's what the world has come to see, and that's why they, a lot of people, and the, the world looks at Christianity as a joke. You know what I mean? And I, I think that's very, very sad yeah. because Jesus Christ is real, and he's coming back. Because it's going to be a sad day at the day of the rapture for a lot of people, and I'm, I'm, I'm sad to say that. But that's what we're here for, to kind of change that percentage, to bring more people, load up heaven, and decrease hell, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's in the way we live. That's in the way we live our lives. I think the, one of the greatest ser- sermons, Brother Kalen, is not the, the one that's spoken, although those are great sermons, but the greatest sermon is the one that's lived, you know, by our life. Or people are going to see us living. Amen. And a lot of times we'll be the only Bible they crack open to look at, you know what I mean? And and they, they, mm-hmm. they won't go home and look at the Bible, but they'll, they'll look at our life and see what we're we're doing how we handle difficulty. I've I've seen you post a lot of things about it, and I have too about about things that have gone wrong, and and we we handle it with faith, and it always works out. Like Romans eight eight twenty eight, right? What's that say? That all things work together for good for those who love God, for those who are called according to His purpose. So we know it's all going to work out in due time. It's, it, it may not work out right now, but but great things happen to us, miracles happen to us as we keep on reverencing God and keeping Him first in our life. Amen. Amen. Yep. Exactly, exactly. You know, I it's what you're seeing in that survey, I'm I'm actually not surprised and I feel like this sentiment has been around for a long, long, long time. I remember in college, uh, in one of the uh, offices that I worked in on campus, one of my adult coworkers at the time who um clearly was not a believer just said, You know what, I think the Bible is just another good book. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when we look at Christ as our, our magic genie who we just pray to when, you know, we need something to happen for mm-hmm. us, and then when it doesn't happen, all of a sudden, well, he's not real, he's not valid, you know, he's yeah. just another, you know, he was a good guy, but that's about all he is. And then you mix in perspectives from other religions and who who position Jesus as another prophet and not as a savior, then it just continues to 
get watered down, get watered down. And, and, you know, everyone's beliefs are their own, and I get that, and I'm not here to tell anyone um, how they should believe. But from my perspective, you know, Jesus wasn't just another prophet. And it's it's just one of those things. Either you believe or you don't. There's really no gray area in there. Because if you are Mm -hmm. on the fence, what is it? How does the saying go? Satan doesn't care if you're on the fence because he owns the fence. <laughs> you're either, you know, you have to recognize one side or another. Now, you might be working your way out to, you know, deciding on where you are, but it's it, it really is either, you know, he is your Lord and Savior or he's not. I mean, saying that he was a good man and a prophet you're saying he's not your Lord and Savior. So it's just kind of one side or the other. And that's and that's where this limbo is that we're in. People feel like, yeah, I'm you know, I'm a Christian. I you know, I still believe in God, but I don't believe in Jesus. Well, you know, they're one and the same. They're the triune, you know, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. So mm-hmm. we yeah. just have that I don't know I don't even know if I want to call it confusion. I, I don't know. I mean no, there isn't there isn't. And, um, and maybe confusion is the word. I'm not sure. Revelation 3 and 16 is the one you're referring where it said, I would rather you be cold or hot, because you, but because you're neither cold nor hot, but lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. So, yeah. you know, yeah, we can't, there's no sugarcoating this. We can't make our own Bible, make our own word of God, make our own references basically to condemn others without condemning ourselves. Um, I'm really shocked at this push, especially with what's going on with the nation. I can see why the adversary would use this time, because there's so much confusion in what's going yeah. on in our day-to-day lives. It would seem yeah, better if we could apply some scripture, but most of the stuff that's being applied is being applied in error, so it's not being applied at all. I mean, we're condemning people instead of trying to bring them to salvation. And that's not what the what, what our great commandment or great commission is to do. We're supposed to be like uh, Brother Smiley is saying, well, we're supposed to lead people to Christ, not uh, run them away in, in all kinds. Of, it reminds me of the Tower of Babel where it was just mass confusion and people not knowing what to do in it, what to do or, or how to do it or how to go about finding a way other than just the confusion that was already happening. Um, this this taking of the word and trying to change it is is it's frightening. But what's what has me uh, really kind of surprised is that it's not coming from the world. This is coming from within, where you have basically uh, uh, ministers, you have uh, preachers. You have people that are professing to know the word of God, basically trying to change it at the same time they say they know it. Anyone, anyone that knows this also understands that this is the thing we are not supposed to do. We're not supposed to change one word from the word of God. One word from the Bible. One. Not one jot or tittle. Exactly. Exactly, that's what it says right there. And you know what, our brother Kayla and Miss Desi, a lot of that comes from our, uh, the way to overcome that is by our testimony. You know, the word tells us we overcome the devil by the word of our testimony, and we, we talk about that in, in the Bible. I was looking it up where, where, where that was. You recall that? We overcome the devil by the word of our testimony, by the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony. 
And uh, mm-hmm. we tell tell people our story what what God has done in our life. You know what I mean by our testimony. And and you know this this would have been this would have brought me over as far as changing my beliefs maybe twenty thirty years ago when I was a, when I was a youngster teenager. But you know it's too late right now because why? Because God has done so much in our life. We've we've seen Amen. how great He is. We've seen we've seen the miracles in our life. Like, like when money when we were low on money and money comes out of nowhere. We're, Someone's sick and, and, and they get healed in our family. You know, somebody's depressed and they, all of a sudden God, God cheers them up through, through uh, makes them joyful. So we've seen we've seen the miracles and we continue to see them every day. So I think that's what a lot of us going to entail is our, our living our life and and sharing our testimony, our story with people of what how great God has been in our life. I mean, what do you believe about that? I mean, I agree. As you said, you know, there are some people who they're they're not going to crack a Bible, or maybe they don't have access to a Bible, but they may have access to someone who has a testimony. And I don't know of any testimony that hasn't come out of strife. Nobody's lived just a hundred percent butterflies and rainbows, and it's like, yeah, you know, every story has a backstory. Every miracle is wrought out exactly. of strife. Exactly. I mean, and, and Jesus in and of himself was not exempt. I mean, he exactly. was a man of sorrows. He was a man of sorrows. So, you know, but it, it's it, the secret of that is to give credit where credit is due. We, I mean, everybody has a testimony, but we don't always give credit to the right mm-hmm. um I want to say individual, well, so we know he's not an individual. We don't always give credit to God for the miracles that are worked in our life. Sometimes we want to take credit for it and say in our yeah. own strength we work something out, or we give the credit to someone else who just happened to be put in the right place at the right time to move you along, not realizing them being in that place yeah. at the right time was the miracle. It's not what that's they exactly. did, but, yes, that's from God. That was the path that was laid open so that you could be blessed. And and mm-hmm. part of it is just understanding that it's not from us or within us, and we have to humble ourselves to that. And that is really hard mm-hmm. for human beings. Yeah, exactly and, and right. You're the right. humility part of it. Yeah, yeah and, I know the world. Go ahead, brother. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kaylin. Go ahead, brother. My bad. Okay. What what I was saying that that's all in the word. And, you know, it, 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 the scripture also says, you know, that, that we perish for the lack of knowledge. The knowledge is there. I mean, it's like I think Dad said it best. If, if we're not cracking open that Bible, then we're being fed some information from some other source. And that, that's going to be the adversary because if it's not about God, it's about, it's about the, the, the one who's walking about seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. So if we're not holding our end of the bargain, then we do look at God and Jesus as this genie, like like Des called it, in a bottle that we crack open only when times get rough. But we're not understanding that times are rough. Cracking open that bottle, which would be the word of God, on a daily basis so we know what the adversary is going to throw at us. I mean, I know, and like, like Brother Smiley was saying, I know after all these years, when it gets close to my Bible study day, the, the, the strife and, and, and bad things are going to happen to distract yeah. me from, you know, cracking open that book or going to Bible study. When it gets closer to Sunday, things start happening out of the blue that will have you not focused on the, the word being preached by the pastor. 
I'm used to this now. I mean, like it, it, it's funny to me when it happens because I, I crack a smile now instead of basically frowning up, and I start laughing and saying, "Not today, devil," because I'm used to that. I, I know what you're doing, and it's not going to work. But if someone who is never going to church, never going to Bible study, mm-hmm. and it says, you know, we're not supposed to be wise in our own eyes. We're, we're supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, seeking out our Lord and Savior because that's where the true wisdom comes from. So basically we have self-proclaimed uh, people, and they have a status. They might have a stature, and they might be in authoritative positions, but they're not seeking after our Lord and Savior. And, and you know, we can we don't have to go far. In the New Testament, just read the Beatitudes, and, and you'll see mm-hmm. the, 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 mm-hmm. the nature of, of a child of God, what they're supposed to be seeking after. And, and if, if you hear mm-hmm. people beating, that should be a sure sign that something's not right. This is not adding up to what, what God is telling mm-hmm. us to do. And, you know, if you, you just read uh, any book that Paul has written, and you'll see mm-hmm. that love, of patience, humility, hum- humbleness of Mm-hmm. All these things mm-hmm. are, are being asked of us daily, and and we are mm-hmm. as lambs to slaughter. So it tickles me when people call me a sheep, and I say, "Well, thank you," you know, because you know, yeah. I am going to be there for my Lord and Savior, and and He's going to do my fighting because He said, "Vengeance is mine." Thus saith the Lord. And then He said mm-hmm. something else behind that, which is, "I will repay, not you." He didn't say, you mm-hmm. know, brother. I'm Kaylin, uh, assisted Desiree, he said, I will do the repaying. So if we have mm-hmm. to be in the word and understand, to understand people that are speaking it, because it has been twisted a great deal. And in times like this is when people are hearing what I think what the scripture calls itchy ears, where they're hearing anything that sounds mm-hmm. good and they're taking it and running with it. But it's costing them their souls, not their lives, their souls. So I, I'm really, yeah. uh, really wanted this show because we we got to be that rudder in the water to basically get this ship steered mm-hmm. in the direction mm-hmm. of Christ and not what Satan is trying to do, which is the eventual death of more and more uh, souls. Uh, Brother Smiley? That's exactly right. Uh, that's awesome. I was thinking that, that verse I was talking about, Revelation 12:11. We overcome. We overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. So like you're saying, it's about living living out in front of people to Jesus Christ, our life, and, and not, not ever wavering, not ever being being timid. You know, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1, 7, that God has not given us a spirit of what? He's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and a mm-hmm. love and of a sound. We approach every day like that. People are going to be preached to, you know, not, not necessarily by what we say, but what we do. And I, I think that that's so important that the world, the world talks about, Seeing is believing, but we as Christians mm-hmm. we know believing. We don't know believing is seeing. So you know we're not we're not we can't see heaven. We can't see faith, but we we know it's real, right? We know we're going to a place called heaven, and I, I think that's that's so important to to live that out. Hebrews eleven one says what? Now faith is something things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I just know that as as we live out that faith more and more in front of the world. We're going to win more people over for him. We won't, won't win over everybody. We know people. Some people are are going to going to be hard headed and and be reprobate and till they till they leave this earth. And that's so sad, but oh, that's what they choose to yeah. do. But, but our goal is to to show them there's there's the the right way, and that's Jesus Christ. And that's for sure. That's for sure. So I mean, wh- why do you guys think that we even have 
you know, professed pastors and preachers out there who, um, you know, who are so bold as just to preach their own, <laughs> their own religion. Um, you know, how, how how are they reconciling that to where they can they can sleep at night knowing that they are not preaching the truth? Or do you think that they honestly believe that they are sharing a truth, even though it's a false truth? Can I take yeah, I believe I was just saying, yeah, I believe that they, they believe they're preaching the truth, uh, that they follow certain yes. people, and I believe that they, they've had their eyes covered by uh, from what they once believed before. I, I think they're sincere, but they're sincerely wrong, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's going to mm-hmm. take a, a great, great reckoning to bring them back to the to the faith that they once had when they first gave their lives over to Jesus Christ. But it's going to it's going to take a um, like a, a, a Saul on the road to the Damascus experience, you know what I mean, that kind of a deal, but... It's just going to happen for them in due time, you know. Yes, um, Brother Smiley said something earlier that, that that is just it's very key to what we're talking about, and that's that debated mind. Um, we we want to do what we want to do when we want to do it, and the Holy Spirit yep. basically guides us back to to sanity to make sure that we, as Christians and children of God. Stay on the right path because, like you said, we're we're going to have options. Satan hates us. I mean, and when we come to Christ, he hates us even more because now we're his enemy. I mean, he, when when he's got us in the fold, he's just basically leading us down the the path to death. But when you talk about mm-hmm. that eternal life, you can't have. He's very upset about that, and he hates you mm-hmm. for having a chance at something he would no longer see. So. Anything that he can do, even as it, I mean, it's a much easier. It is much easier to hear a preacher telling you things that you want to hear than to hear somebody that's basically drugged out, stealing your TV, and and, and running sure. down the street saying, you know, he's yeah. going to help. He's going to help out later on. I mean, so you know, if he can get the preacher, of course, he's going to get the, the a lot of people in the flock because they're following mm-hmm. him and not Christ. And if this is something that yes. even Paul, you look. In, uh, in the New Testament was dealing with as soon as he had left town, maybe three or four months later, there were people that stepped in saying, yeah, we were friends to Paul. We were Paul's great friend. And listen to us because we're, we're trying to do it because they were starting their own churches and basically leading people down the path of ignorance and, 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 uh, and sin. And, you know, he had to come back and basically put them in check. And that's, that's hopefully what we're doing with this show today. It's the, it, this is a self-checkpoint because, you know, we, we, we have that reprobate mind preacher. We have that reprobate mm-hmm. mind minister where they're saying things mm-hmm. of the word, but they're not saying what mm-hmm. God, saying it God intended. I mean, like if you go back to the, the scribes and the Pharisees, these were people that were mm-hmm. real now in the word of God. Mm-hmm. But they weren't living, like Brother Smiley was saying, living out that life. They were basically saying this is the standard that you should be held to, but uh, you know, we have another agenda because we have to get about God's business. But the last thing they were doing was God's business. So, you know, we're seeing it played out again, and because we're not entrenched in the word like we should be, many are, you know, waxing cold. Uh, many are not seeing mm-hmm. what God is showing because their focus is not on God, but on something that's supposed to help them in status or stature. And hopefully, you know, they can make the two ends meet 
before they meet their maker. And 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 you know we all know that that you know that Satan just uses that until the day you die, and then he takes you out of here and, and welcomes you in hell. So we we have people that I really believe had the best intent when they started out, but then you know mm-hmm. things started happening. A lot of bad things. I remember this guy. He lost his uh, he lost his mother, lost his brother, and then he lost one of his children. And he was very upset. And you know, he he blamed God. Mm. You know, God. Yeah. You know, anybody that has lived long enough is going to face some hard times. And it seems like it just comes mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. waves. First time I heard it was that it comes in threes. Comes in threes. You know, you better expect some more. <laughs> but that's. Uh, you know, stuff we do to get through that time or moment, knowing that something mm-hmm. else might be right around the corner, and, and sometimes it is because Satan, if he if he figures he got a chance at you, he's gonna go. He's going for the devil. He wants yeah. you. He's gonna he's gonna get you while you're weak. He, he throws one thing at you like he did Job. While you're weak, he's gonna throw another one at you, right? Yes. And that's why we've got to we've got to get up with, with that armor. He talk about the armor of God. We got to keep keep that armor. Not so much take it off, but keep that armor of God on, the shield of faith and the, the, everything else that our feet shed with the, with the gospel of peace, keep the whole armor on our body because he, you never know, he's going to, he's going to attack us at any time. And, and, and we've got to face, face the front. That's why there's no armor on the back. It's the armor always on the what? On the front. Cause we're, we're going towards him. We're, we're facing like a champion with our, with our, our, our chin resolute on, on our faith and knowing that, that we're going to serve our God, serve our God, no matter what. Amen. Amen. But I think, Brother Amen. Kalen and Miss Daisy, I think what, what it is, we ought to get up every day with, with that with that filter in, in our mind, Philippians 4 8. What, what's everything that's true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy? If anything we're about to come up with in front of that day doesn't, doesn't match those those adjectives right there, we ought to leave it alone. You know what I mean? I know it's easier said than done, but Amen. the more we, we, more we saturate our, our, our mind and our heart with the Word of God, we're going to be able to, to to discern those things that are of God, those things that are against God, and like Paul, like uh, like what was with the, with the coat of many colors? Was that was that Jacob with the coat of many colors? Joseph, I'm yeah. sorry, with the coat of many colors. Joseph. He uh, he he ran away, right? He ran away from Potiphar's wife, right? So when things I use I use this in sermons sometimes. When we see something that's not that's not right, don't walk away from it. You can turn around and run away from temptation. Run away from from that that girl that wants to go to bed with you. From that. That guy that wants you to get drunk with and run away from it, you know, and and represent Christ and, and teach that person that you're not going to live your life that way, and that'll preach to that person next time they'll they'll act act differently next time. Amen. Very much so. Very much so. Um, you know, I feel like I was just reading about this very scenario. You know, Saul is right. There is nothing new under the sun. And, you know, <laughs> if something ain't broke, don't fix it, and nobody knows that better than Satan. Um, but even in Galatians, he was he was getting on them because they were just deciding, you know, they were, they were like, well, we, we like what we're hearing over here better, so we're just going to follow that, even though, yes. you know, there was, no, there was no rhyme or reason to it. And that's like the first three chapters of Galatians where, where Paul was going back and forth saying, look, what I'm telling you was not, um, you know, not discerned by man. I didn't make it up myself. I didn't learn it from another man. It's coming straight from God. So, you know, whatever else it is you're hearing, 
I would mm-hmm. closely advise you not to pay attention to that. You have to prove everything that you hear, whether it comes from me or it comes from another source. And the Galatians weren't doing that. They were just, well, no. that sounds good. That's what we're going to follow. Without any means of, you know, trying to verify, rectify, pray it over, no nothing. They were just t- accepting it hook, like, and, hook, like, and sinker because the mm. speaker sounded convincing, so it must be true. So let me just listen to what they're doing without any personal investment, without any effort to build a personal relationship. And that's exactly where we are today. And that's how these ministers can lead so many astray because it, it, I don't even put the responsibility all on them. Because like you said, they probably sincerely believe somehow they got led astray mm-hmm. and they got hooked into a path that mm-hmm. they didn't even start out on. But nobody is questioning. Nobody is studying for themselves. They go to church, they listen, and they go home. And they just say, well, that's it. That's that, and that must be right. Why would anybody who has the title of pastor or minister or preacher or father, how could he be wrong? That's right. They're not doing like you heard of the the Brians. You you remember the Brians in the Bible there, Ms. Desi, the Brians? They, yes. they, the Brians, they, they, they studied the word for themselves, so we, we've got to be, we got to uh, imitate that, be more like the Brians. What, don't just take it, like you say, don't just take whatever a preacher says, but go and study it for yourself and, and have your own Bible studies and, and make sure it lines up with the word of God, right? Amen. Yeah. Be, be like the Brians. I, I got a, it's a good, this is a good one because I, I think about this often. I remember we had a church basketball league uh, back in the day when I could still play basketball, when I could actually play it correctly. I could just throw it to the rim now. But now, yeah, but back in the day, you know, I, I had a little ups and house. And I remember my dad and my pastor were, were my former pastor, were at the at the games. And my dad, was, you know, he's hooping and hollering and, and, and really just happy, you know, with everything that was going on. His, both his boys were playing and, we were doing pretty good. We, we, we were going to win the game, and there was just a, it was just an overall good feeling for the winning team. I, I don't know what about the losing team because I wasn't on it. But that day, <laughs> things going well. And I remember my my pastor, my former pastor, had looked at him and he said, "Boy, you know, if you did that kind of carrying on in church and in life, we'd be having something special in church." And I think that's where we are. Mm-hmm. As, as a as a group now, where we're, we're we're so quiet, we're so withdrawn that people really don't have an interest in in listening to us because we're so scared. I mean, like I remember just thinking, you know, where we can talk about Christ openly, we should be able to talk about Christ openly, mm-hmm. and we should be bold in doing so. But it seems for some reason, you know, in in a God fearing nation, I I can't imagine we're in a God fearing nation. We're scared to talk about the guy that we're supposedly fearing. So, you know, and, and even that word has been misconstrued to uh, basically have people withdraw because they said, I don't want nobody making me scared of nothing. And I said, that's not what it means. It means to revere our Lord and Savior when mm-hmm. we understand that we're, wrong, we're, we're, we're going to be admonished and chastised. So, you know, it seems we're, we, we, have, we have the speech right but we don't have the walk right. And because, you know, you have the person that's scared of being caught in the in the club. You have the person that's scared of being caught in the, in the bar. 
You have the person that's not living up to the Great Commission. You have people that are basically doing things openly on Sunday, but it's because of so many negatives going on in the week, they can't be as bold or as open during the week with the very sermon they're supposed to take out to their friends, family, and loved ones and share with. I mean, you're not supposed to beat them over the head with the word, but if your life is a living witness, it's going to come out. And I'm telling you, I remember our pastor had challenged us to see when we started talking about God and and how we did so during the week. And many people didn't show up that next Sunday because they were so ashamed of how much of Christ they'd been hiding in, in their personal lives. And I said, well, now that's not the reason to go away from the church. That's the reason to come in there and actually hear it better. You know, we, 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 we are kind of scared to be wrong. And Christ and, and God are showing us that we're wrong every day. And, and we're, we need him to basically get on the right path because he's the only one that can get us to it correctly. And, and I've seen people Taylor, time and not, time again. That's not who we are as a nation. We are self-resilient, and if we just dig deeper and work harder, we can make everything mm-hmm. better. Pull yeah. ourselves up by our bootstraps, right? Yeah, there you go. And and no boots or yeah. straps. <laughs> that's right. Hey, I'm I'm gonna have to. I got a, a boot a, a boot camp. I teach virtual online. I go to, but I love to get get um get with this continuous on another time with you guys on Facebook live, like you oh, mentioned yeah. the Stasi or, or the, uh, or the um, blog, blog post. But I know that um, you, we put a lot of challenges out there on, on social media, challenge, uh, ch- push up challenge, squat challenge, burpee challenge, you know, know about all those on, online and so forth. But I, I like this, mm-hmm. Ms. Desi, uh, Ms. Payne, what do you think about a challenge of, of how, how, how bold can we be for Jesus Christ? How about a challenge like that? Like how many scriptures can we memorize and, and apply it to our life every day. So how about somebody put a, a challenge out like that? I presented that to a youth group about a couple months ago here at Rama, up here at Rama, Pastor Hagen's church, and uh, I think that would be a good challenge to put out, don't you think, rather than a, a physical challenge, which is good, right, those who want to be in shape, take care of a temple, but how about putting a challenge out about how bold we can be for Jesus Christ, how close we can go, we can come and grow to Jesus Christ, and then more of him, less of us, all of him, none of us, amen? Amen. Amen. John three thirty. I like the sound of Amen. it. Amen. I'll put that out. Right, I'll put well, that out tonight. You. Y'all remind me to get it. Yep. Go right, right ahead. And thank you for joining us tonight. No, thank you, Miss Thank, thank you, Miss Kayla, for calling in. And I love to be on there, on there again. Sometimes I know it's my second time. I had a great time, and this this is awesome. Like I did the first time, I had a great time, but it gets better and better. So I love to be on there again. Thank you so much. It would be a true pleasure. All right, Mr. Kayla. All right, Mr. Desi. God bless you guys. We'll talk to you soon, okay? We'll see you. Have a blessed evening. All right. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You're in our prayers. All right. And, you know, Dr. Smiley brings up a good point, and I think this is where, um, you know, a lot of people who are new, who are new to Jesus, who are new to the concept, who, you know, are knowing that, we wanted um, who are knowing they want more of whatever this is in their life. They're not sure how to get there, and it scares them because they don't feel like they really have it on lock. So how are they going to share that with someone else? And I think with his challenge, and part of it too is, you know, maybe right now at this stage of the game, 
you know, focus on you. Focus on that personal relationship and just see how bold you can be for yourself in establishing that relationship with Jesus Christ, how bold you can be for Christ even in just your own personal life, and then the rest of it will start to take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so instead the, of being so afraid to share Jesus, just get to know him, and then the rest of it, I tell you what, it just starts to kind of fall in place, and you don't even know how it happened. All of a sudden, things are just happening. I tell you, I tell you what. Well, what I love is, is, is about the personal walk is that you learn. Um, yeah. If you if you're if you're in the Word, I mean that means studying at some part during the week. You know that special time that you're setting aside for your Lord and Savior, because He does ask for that tenth. And I think people only think of it in a monetary fashion, but it, it's not. It, it's it's supposed to be a tenth of everything we do in our life. We're supposed to be sacrificing a tenth of that to our Lord and Savior. And, I mean, even to think about that, people are thinking what they're losing. And I, I, I always have to smile with that because it's like, no, no, if you can only understand what you're gaining with that kind of understanding in, in life. So, you know, it's it's we are, like you said, we're a materialistic Nation, and we're taught that from early on. You know, I, I remember uh, I, I, as a kid on Christmas, how many presents I got meant more than what kind of present I had. So it it, it just that that mindset, and 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 you grow up in it. So it's going to be a lot of of things that have to change in your life. And you know, with the people, I, I would say the people that I knew that were church people, what we used to call the church folk or religious, but not really Christian or, or believing in Christ, just believe, believing the laws that are laid out. But they would be really quiet, really quiet during the week because they didn't want people seeing where they were going or what they were doing or who they were talking to. And there was a lot of hidden agendas that were going on in their lives. And so, yeah, it did look bad. You know, it, it when I say look bad, it means it looked boring. It looked like there was no point to it. There was no life in it. But when you're active in Christ, Christ is active in you, and there is a life that comes from that, and there's a light that comes from that, and it's it's very distinctive and very distinct, and people can get around that and mask that kind of life, but they can't live it when you get down to the day-to-day because God says to try him, and the people that are trying him know that he is good because, you know, he's done so many things. Like Brother Smiley said, it's too late to try and change you now because there's so much going on in, in life, and God is so powerful, and, and we can't weaken him. And that's what these people are doing, you know, by by basically taking out the word to try and reach more people. You don't need to do that. You don't need to take away from the word of God to reach more. You need, like he said, nope. like Brother Smiley said, nope. live your life to live your life, your living witness, your living testimony, there's so much power in that because you will overcome an awful lot. All the things that Satan is to break you actually make you a stronger and more happy and joyful Christian in that Christian army. And if we can hold out, because I remember that old saying, you know, the race is not to the swift or to the strong, but to those that endure so we just hold out. Just hold your ground. And when you can't do nothing else, just stand. But don't give up because if, if you're that light 
And that's the one thing that always happens when you have these people that are, are not living for Christ, but living that Christian banner, is that they fall, and they fall apart. And none of us are exempt. Let's be honest. None of us are exempt. If you've heard this show yep. many times, you'll just say something and say, you know, I had to really take a look at myself because I was going in the wrong direction. Or if you look at me, where I was so heated sometimes, I have to basically shut my mouth instead of opening it because everything that would come out would not be of Christ. So it's time to shut up. And and, and we have to do that. And, and that's when we pray to our Lord and Savior. We, those moments we basically realize the flesh is trying to take over. God is still in control. He's still almighty. And none of that changes, even in our weakness, especially in our weakness. So if we can just be true Christians, true children of God, and get our flesh out of the way, that's when we start growing and becoming more and more uh, mentally and physically stronger in the word and in spirit. Yes? Well, and that's the hardest part of it, though, is getting out of our own way. And that's, you know, whether that's business, whether that's just life in general, whether that's your spiritual walk. <laughs> getting out of our own way, it's tough. It is tough. And especially in, you know, I'm reminded of the whole participation medal, argu- or, yeah, petition pa- participation medal, ribbon, argument, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, you know, we we don't need to be partition participation medal Christians where, you know what, we all just want to feel good about ourselves, so let's give ourselves a participation medal. No. What is the most meaningful experience that anyone ever had? When something was just given to you or when you worked for something, you earned something, you put in the effort, you went the extra mile to get there, not just because you showed up. Right now there are a lot of people just showing up to church and that's all they're getting. That's all they're doing. They're just particip- mm-hmm. participation medal Christians. They're not, they're not actually giving the Lord the chance to enhance their lives. Yeah, and and, and, and we and need to, we need to move past that mentality because I think what you hear from a lot of parents is that participation ribbon didn't do my child any good. It gave them a false no. sense of you know either skill or a false sense of achievement or a false sense of whatever. But it it really did more damage to them than it did good, and that's not what we're after. Because they're still empty. I mean, the, yep. the the fulfillment of the word is the fulfillment of the word in you. And that, that walk is, is really increased when you can basically let God be God and, like you said, get out of the way. And, and there's so much happening currently where people are really looking for someone that they can lean on because they're tired. They're tired mentally. They're tired physically. They're just tired, and, and, and you can't trust this one. You can't believe this one. Fake news this, fake media that, fake politicians, fake whatever. There's been so much, you know, pedophilia. I mean, there's so much going on, and they're distractions. We have to realize they're distractions from the Word of God because if we hold on to that, we can stay rooted in the Word. We can stay founded in doing the right things. We can stay as a sound moral compass for our communities and society. So if, if we start falling apart, then, you know, we have lost our, our, our flavor. And you know what he said about the salt. We, we're the salt of the earth. So if we're going to be the salt and the flavor, 
then we have to be living witnesses. We can't be hiding in corners. We can't be hiding away. We can't be running away from these problems. We need to face them head on. Like our armor protects us from the front. We're exposed by, by, not, by, by running away in fear because God is not in fear. He, he doesn't know anything about it. So that has to be in us. So we, we shouldn't be turning and running from anything. We should be facing it, understanding that God is our protector. And by doing so, we can actually have people understand that God is almighty because look at what he does for someone as low as me. Because I, I love when I hear people say, ain't that Kalen? Wasn't he so-and-so, you know, because I was weak in these areas of my life? And now you can see where it's not the weakness anymore. But that ain't me. Still Kalen. But now the guy that controls me has that strength and has that power. So it, if it if it worked for me, I mean, we could do like an infomercial. But wait, there's more. Because it's it's always a new outlet of strength that's coming from Christ by us staying rooted in him because he just strengthens us more and more and more because it's his power and not us. Yes. Yep. Totally agree. I have to agree with that. And, you know, this one is tough. I mean, there are people that are following along and they're like, yep, get it, but I disagree or I totally agree, and those that are just lost because we're too far down the conversation for them to even comprehend. They're just way at the beginning just trying to figure Mm -hmm. out what they believe yet. They haven't had their Paul on the road to Damascus uh, experience. Oh, it's coming. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It's coming because everyone will have the chance. Everyone will have the chance to decide. Amen. And and that's the beauty of Amen. it. That's the that's the beauty of choice. God doesn't force his will or his way on anyone. He gives you opportunity. He gives you the opportunity to understand, to n- know about him, to learn about him to understand the way he works, and he's like, this is my program. You can choose this, or you can choose your own program. You know, which Mm -hmm. one do you want? But just know at the end of the day, you have decided what it is that you wanted. So you can't be mad about the outcome because it's what you chose. Yes. Choose wisely. (laughs) Choose wisely. Choose wise. Because it is personal choice. It is your personal walk. It is your personal life. And we'd love to blame any and everyone. But someone is going to speak the truth to you. If you're rooted in the word of God, you can read it for yourself. I love how our pastor has us read along with him. And he breaks it down so we can understand, you know, not just the words, but we can read it for ourselves and research it later on. And there's all kinds of apps out there to help break the word down even better by people who know the word of God and have researched it. So you're not just getting it from one source. He, God is the only source, and the truth is, is presented to people in a way they can hear it. I know there's plenty of professors uh, in college, uh, plenty of instructors, plenty of teachers, but I can think back to individuals that really got to me. So all the other ones, it's not that they weren't doing their job. It's not that they weren't saying what needed to be said. I just wasn't hearing it where it made sense. So if we stay around, you know, when I was when I was really seeking that information to learn it, you know, I'm talking about the college and, and professional stuff and, and my job and, and the resources that were available. 
these things are out there, but you got to really seek it out because some people are basically just giving you an answer to get you away from them, and some people really have a heart to teach. And, and those are the ones you need to grab hold of because they love their job and they love sharing knowledge to increase others' minds. And I thank God for those people that have been in my life. There's so many, and I'm thankful. I'm truly grateful uh, to God that they would be, that he would put them in my life where I could get that knowledge. And I've, I've always told him, even as if you remember when Rico had been on the show when we had uh, him and Tanaka, and I said, I, I kept my word. I said, I'm going to take whatever you tell me, and I'm going to take it back to my gym and to the people I know, and I'm going to share it just like he shared it with me. And that's what we're supposed to do. That's the Great Commission. In the walk of the, in the walk of Christ, and if we're not doing it, then that's a problem in itself. So if we're going to grow, grow in Him. And there's all kinds of stuff being shared, and I'm amazed that people of God aren't sharing more of the Word, and that's our job. So uh, you know, I, I don't I don't want to get fired. And then I'll just say it like that. I, I like my job, and I I don't want to get fired and and end up in a place of unemployment. <laughs> because it's eternal. Uh, what do you think of that, Dad? Hey, I think, you know what, and don't worry about the words if you feel like you don't have the right words. As Dr. Smiley and Kaylin have been saying all night long, just tell your story yes. of what God has done for you, and that will be sufficient. And, you know, as long as you just work on that relationship, your relationship, your story, that's uh, that continue to grow it so there's a story i don't know if you guys are familiar but it's about a demoniac so a demon possessed man and long story short god drives out the demons and he's getting ready to leave the island that they're on and the man is like you know take me with you take me with you he's begging he's pleading he wants to be with jesus he has been in such a bad state for so long hurting himself, exiled from his people. He was such a wild man. No one could even be around him. And uh, just miserable, just in constant pain. And uh, once he's healed, he's, you know, he's released from all of that. And he just wants to be with the individual who, who took away his pain. And Jesus says, no, you can't go with me. I need you to stay here and tell everybody what I did for you, and and that's and that's what had to happen. And and the beauty of that story is this took place in the heart of basically Roman, um, you know, Roman dominance. So these people were all pagans. Talk about a tough missionary field. Talk about a people not ready to hear the word because they had you know, every God of their own except for the living God. And this man here who is considered an outcast, a crazy person, he was commissioned with just telling his story. And that did more to pave the way for other um, disciples and apostles when they came back to that area to really share the word of Christ. And sometimes that's all it takes. It just takes someone sharing their story to, to pave the way for someone else. And that's all yeah. I have to say about that. Well, I think that's the perfect way to end this show. I mean, great job there. So anyway, I mean, I know we started out with, you know, why are people trying to change the word? But I think we're ending with, you know what, 
if your story is the word that you have right now, share that in all honesty and earnesty, and the Lord will bless. Um, and I don't know what the Lord's going to have to say about Snickerdoodle, Kalen, but I know you've got something to say about it. I know you've got a Snickerdoodle what? testimony. I, I know I, it'll be blessed, <laughs> that's for sure, and it will be good. <laughs> 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 oh, you are a snickerdoodle hot mess. <laughs> so, I tell you what, you know what? I just praise the Lord. I just praise the Lord, and uh, you know what, guys? Your body is a temple. So let's build it. <laughs> <laughs> 